Take two. Are you more ready than before? Yes, much more ready. Oh, thank God. Hey, John Peckman Podcast. This is take two. I pressed the wrong button and the earth exploded. Did you notice? Would we notice? John Peckman Podcast. Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge. Go one through set of lights and through and around and make a U-turn. And park in front of the music store that has the red neon sign. Uh, you can have your own podcast. Anybody can do it, even a moron like me. Um, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Come on the show with me. We are here today with Mr. Atticus Kelly, live and in person. Live and in person. There he is. Here I am. Um, you are here for a limited time. That's true. That is true. Yeah. For, I mean, like for the week. Yeah, for the week. Yeah, the week. Yes. Uh, I know you as a keyboard player but i think that you're probably more than that oh geez but that's how that's how our thing kind of started i see yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah 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 well you were there you remember i do remember yeah yeah um so tell us uh where you grew up did you grow up i've never <laughs> i've or never grown up where did you grow older than you were uh um, good question uh, new britain just down nine hey yeah hard hit new britain Berlin. Berlin. Mm, terrible. For now, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Yeah, I agree. How did it all uh, begin? How did it all begin? Yeah. Ooh, that's a big question. In what sense? Uh, well, you, as a life form in New Britain, interest in music started when and why and sure. how? Sure. Uh, my folks were both uh, musicians. My father plays the bass. Um, played in various bands, always played guitar. My mom's a professional singer and has been for, I don't know how long ago the 80s was at this point, like 50 years. Is that yeah. 50 years? Yeah, that's when I graduated high school. It was 50 years ago. That yep. feels like a, I mean, it could be, I don't know. It changes every year, you know? Uh, <laughs> it changes by the year. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was. Do I know your mom? Yeah, me. Mm. Oh, I graduated in 1985. She graduated in like 72. Okay. Okay. Right, yeah. That's okay. okay yeah. A different right, whole cohort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Never mind. I remember. I got nervous for a second. Oh, no. You're not nearly as old as she is. Oh, okay. Good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, they're with musicians. We, uh, we all took piano lessons as kids. Uh, and other siblings i do yeah i do you know it's funny there's like a sort of a scale of musical skill in my family Hmm. um i'm not going to describe the scale but we all play like a little bit or so i mean like i obviously i play somewhat professionally sure my um older brother is a drummer oh excellent like um, do i know him Doubtful. Okay. Uh, unless you were like in the Connecticut metal scene in the no. early aughts or mid aughts, then no. Okay. <laughs> um, well. But no, he he was uh, he's like a a, a very good um, like um, organic kind of musician, mm. um, and he could play like very technical kind of stuff without a lot of training, like you know death metal kind of stuff. Like yeah. it really takes like a good, but he doesn't know a lick of of anything. He's self taught oh. on the drums. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. And he could play a little guitar too. I remember he taught himself how to play guitar pretty fast, um, faster than me. But he didn't stick with it. Mm. Um, my my uh, my twin brother. Does actually, he still play drums? No, not at all. He works for like a bank. Oh, is boy. that right? I hope that's right, Coleman. That's what happens to metal people. <laughs> Eventually, they become money counters. I know. <laughs> um, he has a drum kit, I think. You know, it's been a long time. Well, 
just think like if you really like being comfortable, then being a musician is not for you maybe. Right. Yeah. There's um, no comfort here. There's no comfort. It's all the, the cold, cold embrace of, you know, the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but my twin brother plays trumpet. He's got a good ear and stuff. Oh, cool. He surprises me sometimes. He'll say something like, "I'll have some observation about what he's listening to." I'll be like, "That, I'm surprised if you say that." Wow. And uh, I have a younger brother who does not play a lick. Huh. Does not play a lick. Does he work in a bank? Or no. <laughs> no, he works for a university, and he also, I think he works for like a humane society in mm-hmm. Rochester. Mm. Um, I started my my twin brother was learning how to play guitar. Um. But I took his guitar and I learned how to play it. Oh, cool. Yes. So you did that first. I did. So I didn't even know you played guitar. I've been playing guitar for, for since wow. two, oh my gosh, 2005. Longer than keys? I've been good at guitar for much longer than I've been good at keys. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. I didn't even know that. I mean, I only play keys. No one ever calls me on guitar anymore. Wow. Ever. Call them. Call me, please. Yeah, I, call I've them been playing for, for however long ago 2005 was. What is that now? 18 years. 18 years. That's incredible. Yes. Wow. Yes. Would you rather play guitar? Mm, they're both so nice. Yeah. Both so nice. And yeah. I've had such a journey with both of them that it would be hard for me to say one or the other. But you wouldn't mind having more guitar gigs at this time. Exactly. Thank you, John. Well. Exactly. Hey. You know, I've been playing a long time. Um, and. Um, so when did Keys come into it? I was, I was when I was in high school. Um, there's a guy there. He's actually still there. I think he, think he teaches there now, but his name is Terrence. Um, in New Britain. This was in Great Hartford Academy of the Arts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure you've crossed paths with dudes from there. Yep. Yep. Um, and there's, there's this guy, Terrence, he like had like really, you know, really like limited vision and stuff. Couldn't see too well kind of thing, but he could like hear anything once and play it. Hey. One of those kind of, kind of players. Sure. Really like, inc- probably like the, the finest ear I've, of anyone that I've really? ever met. You know, I wonder if he's still around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, still that's there. Aw- that's awesome. I saw him there a few a few years ago. Great, great, great player. Cool. Um, but I was like, dang, I want to play like Terrence. <laughs> Everyone called him T. And he, um, and he played keys. He played keys. Wow. Real funky, you know. Yeah. And um, you could play a little bit of everything. You could sing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn T. Yeah. You know, and um, plus he would start playing. People would gather around him, and you know, he'd be like, "Play this, play this, play this," and he'd play them all. Everyone, be, and of course, you know, those as musicians, I don't know if you're like this, but uh, I was like, I want that. <laughs> you want what? I want that. Like, I mean, it'd be cool if like I could be the guy that just plays a million tunes. Sure. Yeah, you know? and everybody's standing around with their mouths open. They just can't believe it. Or they don't care after five seconds, which is also an equally equally common reaction. They'll be like, can you play me so-and-so? And you play it, and they'll be like, oh, it doesn't sound like it. Because <laughs> oh. it doesn't have the drums and the bass yep. and everything they're expecting. <laughs> and the conceptual So leap. they think that you just, with your two hands, you're going to make the recording happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. If I started playing keys, I was You don't need those people in your life. You might know. Okay, you're, do you know, like, you probably know Brad Meldow, like yeah. as a person. I not no no I don't, but I close, very near the ships in the night. Sure, sure. Uh, you guys I'm are probably the same age. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine. Sure. And um, I studied with his teacher. Oh wow, Lee Callahan, for a while in high school. Um, yeah, that's cool. It was yeah, it was really cool. And um, his daughter Kate Callahan, you probably know her, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, she just made the list. 
Ooh. Just like that, this she is would what be happened. great on this podcast. Yeah, she would. All right. That's going to happen. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? I can this call her right things... now. Well, go ahead. <laughs> we can just do a quick yeah. swap yeah, out. The, yeah, right. No, these <laughs> things happen. No, this is how it happens. That's good. I forgot. Yeah, that's good. Okay, good. Very nice. All right. You just made the list, Kate. Mm. All right. Thank you for talking over my that's fine. mouth noises there. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, that's kind of like how I came to be music. I play a lot of metal. Oh, a wow. lot of metal, my, you know, guitar, we, metal guitar. I, I had like dime bag guitar. It was like kind of like lightning shaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it from no, I didn't. Um, I sold it to Daddy's Junkie Music. Remember that? Oh yeah, I used to love that place. That was a nice. Um, I don't know if there's one around here, but there's one on Hartford Road and in, in New Britain or in that little yeah, area. Yeah, I used to hit the one at Corbin's Corner. Ooh, that was the one. That was the one. That was the one for me. It's creepy stuff going on over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the word junkie is in the name of the store. That's true. Daddy's junkie music. It was cool. Like, I could like I could ride my bike there and stuff. Oh hell yeah! I used to love that place. They had some good stuff, and then they kind of stopped having good stuff. And then one day you just went over there, and they were just done. Yeah. And they all had closed. Yeah, it was sad. It was, it was a sad day. It was a thing for a while. I still have something. I'll use like a cable or like a um, a stand that has Daddy's junkie music on it, and it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't not happen. Yeah, it was I used, there. I used to cruise the symbols. That was my thing. I would always just like drop in and see what used symbols showed up, and I scored some stuff. Sure. I remember one time I was on the road somewhere, and it was it was Daddy's Junkie were all over New England, right? Kinda, I think. Mm, New you, Hampshire you know more than I. Would. Okay. I I was I bought a. I was on the road, and I was like, I got I should have a, a spare snare drum. Because I just started to get nervous, like if I break a head or whatever. Sure. And I was at Daddy's Junkie, and there was a Slingerland student model snare drum I bought for 50 bucks. Nice. And I'm like, oh, I'll play this. And it was a student model. It was not a piece of junk, but it was, you know, six lugs. It was not a good drum. And I played it for, like, the first set just to, like, let me break this thing in. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this drum. And I played it for years. It was blue sparkle. It didn't match anything. I played it for years. And drummers would come up to me and go, man, what is that? And I'm like, it's nothing. Sometimes you just never know. I sure. just lucked out. It was a killer. I played that thing for freaking for years. Until it fell apart. <laughs> no, I still have it. I, but I played it on, on a lot of records. It was just funny because sometimes you, you pick up a what's supposed to be a piece of garbage gear and just it works. Yeah, it's nice when that happens. People, yeah. people put a lot of a lot of stock in brand names and 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 cost, but at the end yeah. of the day, it's just, it doesn't right? mean anything. I think so. I never much of like a expensive gear tone chaser guy because I was always too broke. Yeah, me too. But it's also kind of like a little bit of a distraction. Sometimes people like instead of making the guitar sound good in the first place, yeah, just like seek many th- different little toys to make it sound good at the end, at, at the very end of the chain, right? Sure, when the sure. single's going out of your guitar. Sure. And it's like, that's not helping at all. Right. It's like Lysol on a sure. dead animal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's dead. The animal's dead. The animal's dead. Lysol's not going to do anything. Well, yeah, but you, you know. Not to be judgmental. I'm sorry. No, I know what you mean, but I do know what you mean. It's, I guess a good player on on better gear is nice. Sure. But the gear ain't going to play the game. No, of course not. And it's um a, a, a professional, I'm obviously not telling you anything you don't know, but like a professional can make a, a crap gig, Greg sound amazing. Hopefully. Hopefully. You ever see Zach Wilde playing the little Hello Kitty guitar? No. He rips. Yeah, ri- yeah. He I rips. Yeah, sure. You ever hear a three-year-old playing a Hello Kitty guitar? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound anything like Zach Wilde. Yeah. Well, we're not all Zach Wilde. I'm too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. 
So who was your, uh, was that your thing? Oof, I love Zach. So who was it that got you fired up? Oh, back then I loved, um, like uh, anyone that played with Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many good ones. So Randy Rhodes, Ooh, Randy. Zach. I love Randy. One time I was figuring out a Randy Rhodes solo. I was something, I don't think it was like Crazy Train or something. Yeah. And I was, and my dad was like, how's it going? I was like, good. It's just pentatonic scales. And my dad was like, yes, and the Iliad is just words. <laughs> I was like, right. thanks, yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's actually yeah. true. I was like, I was like, hmm, well, yeah. That's that. Thanks. <laughs> that's that's pretty heavy. I didn't get too far with the solo, but the that kind of stuck with me. Um, you know, uh, one doesn't that's hear funny. that kind of wisdom every day. You know, that's kind of heavy. Yeah, I know, I know. I loved that. Um, I loved him. I loved. Um, if you listen to like, I've, there's a recording. I was in a metal band called Antebellum. Okay. I wonder if anyone out there is that's like kind oh, of an unmetal. That's kind of an unmetal name. What, Civil Met- Civil War, extremely metal. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. Right. <laughs> Very metal war. Okay. <laughs> um, it was pretty unmetal though. Wow. It's like Latin. Right. You know, um, the, the, if you listen, I mean, you can't, obviously no one's going to find a copy unless you have a copy of Demo 07 with written <laughs> Sharpie <laughs> on it. But um, <laughs> if you hear what I'm playing, it's like Dime Bag, Zach, Wild, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of bag. Sure. Which is the, what I really liked. Why not? Why not? I don't you know. know. I mean, that's a, if you, the best. Dime I mean, is great. Yeah. I still like that. I still, I mean, I don't like listen to it every day or anything, sure, but sure. like I, 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 that stuff is, is great. I think it certainly stands up. And um, it's really interesting, fun guitar playing, which is kind of something that characterizes metal to me. Yeah. Not that I play it at all anymore. No? No, I'd rather play something. Um, they don't care about time at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless it's like the right to the click track, right. drum, what are drum triggers, stuff yeah. like that. There's just like no care to the time at all. It just and, as many notes or runs as you can. Sure, and even as, as like evenly as possible. That's like the aesthetic, and that to me yeah. is like listen to like like Bill Ward on something. Yeah, he's swinging yeah. his butt off. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like beautiful, funky playing. Right. Right. With like kooky vocals over it. Well, they're old enough. Right. That my theory that those guys, not jazz players, but maybe learn from. They're, they're still they're old enough that they're 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 still swinging in their head. If they wanted to work, they kind of had to be able to do that is my assumption. Right. Like if you wanted to do like society gigs in the 60s in Liverpool or wherever they were. Right. You probably had to do that. Yeah. And he plays great and it's like um there's some there's some tracks of his where it's like man, they are getting down. Like even War Pigs. Oh yeah. War Pigs is oh, it's funky smoking. as heck. Oh yeah. What yeah. a cool weird band. Just yeah, like yeah, a bluesy yeah. funky band with singing about Satan and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I love I you know Sabbath, one of my I've learned I would say I learned the guitar with some of those songs for sure. Metallica yeah. songs, there's those songs are very, they're very like nutritious musically. Like if you learn them on the guitar, you're getting chords, you're getting single notes. That's great. You're you're, you're playing fast. You're playing. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Well, that, it's like uh, as a drummer, I'm sure you probably f- could figure this, but um, that's kind of like if you're old enough, if you if you go through John Bonham, you're gonna learn. Purdy. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, among other things, but yeah, sure. you're gonna learn how to play fast. You're gonna learn how to play slow. You're gonna learn how to swing. You're gonna learn how to be relentless. You're gonna learn licks. You're gonna learn, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And they're all drawing from that, I feel like. You know, I, and that's something I didn't realize because I was paying attention to Jimmy Page. So, like, when I'm listening sure. to, like, da, na, 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 and he's doing a pretty shuffle. And, like, I had no idea. I just thought, and then they kind of, they kind of blow the groove with that. Faster section yeah, sure, to me. Sure, I do. Sure. I don't know how you feel about that. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess they were trying to do something. 
I agree. You know what? And there are people, they get a lot of hate. What's up when I feel like I love for stealing stuff. Yeah. But it's like, Uh I still think they're incredible. And I, I used to, I used to come home and listen to, um, uh, what's up on two on vinyl every day. Yeah. I know the first side of that album inside and out. Sure. And, um, I played sure. that, we, we played that with Jeff Pivar. Remember we did that gig together? Yeah. Yeah. The flying tiger or whatever. Yeah. We played like the, basically like the whole it, first the, side the, of that The record. hungry tiger. The hung, flying tiger. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a real You're, venue. The flying monkey is a place. You're confused. That's fine. Do tigers fly? Uh, <laughs> they can. Anything can fly. That's true. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Yeah. Zeppelin. Yeah. No doubt. Did you ever, um, there was a thing flying around. I got from somebody, the individual tracks of Whole Lot of Love, the multi-tracks, showed up somewhere, and I made my own mix. You can you can literally just isolate. And I just put, I got them, somebody sent them to me on a zip file or something, and I just put, I lined them all up in my, you know, rig, and you can play the song and then just like oh let's just hear the drum and i made my own version of awesome it. it's kind of wild so we can just pause this right now you can send that to me yeah i will and then that's incredible it's, it's kind of fun cool. but when you really hear what's going on you know the isolated tracks you're like it's pretty cool yeah bonham is swinging absolutely yeah yeah john paul jones oh yeah because all those guys i feel like we're coming from like um james jamerson yeah um and doing a, each one did kind of like a their own crack yeah. They're trying to do his thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. He's I I always feel like with drummers, Bonham, they, I think drummers, they misinterpret the power. They think that's all it is, is powerful. And they miss the swinginess or the funkiness of it. And then when it becomes metal drumming, I guess, later, they miss that part. Sure. Except for the great ones. Didn't miss anything. That's, yes. But to me, Bonham, it's just like, you know. Bonham and... um. Bill Ward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill Ward's Bill's less sure. flamboyant. But I know what you mean, though. He's swinging. Sure. He's, he's in that. They're pros. Right. A guy who plays metal right now. He can only play metal, probably. Who? How do? You, who do you know that that that, that, that does <laughs> like funk gigs and then Moonlight says like. Ah, right. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. You like, can only be. Yeah. I always. You know. What I think. I feel like that metal drummers and like gospel drummers mm. could kind of like have some Venn diagram. If, wow. they could, if they could only settle their differences. Yeah, over the whole, yeah. Because <laughs> it's a sort Satan of chopsy, yeah. one swings though. Both to me, even the swingy gospel stuff, you listen to enough of it and it becomes a little bit clinical. It becomes a little bit like, um, it's not like a very welcoming swing to me. Right. It's, it's a little bit like, um, very, it's too a little bit precise, you know. Yeah, um, I, haven't, I haven't checked in in a while. It's probably about as the same as you left it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a style that moves pretty slowly. I think. Really? Yeah, like I mean, like sound wise, they're um, it kind of sounds like R and B from the eighties and nineties. Yeah, right. That's you what know? I think. Kind of yeah. cheesy keyboards. Yep. yep. You know, kind of thing. It's not like a gre. It's not greasy at all. Like like is that know, right? Like like, like Zigaboo Mona Lisa. So or they don't do that. No, it's more of a. It's yeah. bouncy and it's funky, but it feels like kind of quantized. Yeah. Um, I was listening to something. We were listening to like Bill. I was with a friend of mine hanging out. And um, we're listening to Bill Withers. He hit, uh-huh. she hit me to this album called Adjustments. I don't Oof, know that beautiful, one. beautiful, really? beautiful, beautiful. Do you know who the drum, drummer is? Gadsden. I'm just, yeah, I was just listening to uh, an interview with him. He was talking about all that stuff. And it's yeah, uh, man, it's, it's it. wild. And then and then we listened to some other like kind of contemporary guy, and it was like still funky, but it wasn't like warm, welcoming, earthy. You know, it I felt kinda, kind of uh, like a studio vibe almost. I kind of know what you mean. 
I, I do. I like guys that are rickety. Right. That play a little bit rickety. Because you don't, you don't, you, I, I've played with you, you don't play that style at all. What? Not the, not the Straight <laughs> up and down? Straight up and down, quantized, you know what I mean? I can, but I don't like, if I can get away with. A little wobble. Yeah, I like the wobble. You're just wobbling for the for the folks at home. Yeah, right. Oh, no, this is, uh, there's cameras. There's cameras? They, they can see me. Yeah. Can they see me? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, they're seeing you right now. Oh, jeez. Yeah, sorry. Does this have a, a a large viewership? No, that's good. Oh, good. No. Couple hundred. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple hundred is pretty good for like a podcast. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, um, yeah, we uh, we got you know a couple hundred built in, I think, by now, and then when people see that it's you, your cohort will tune in. Mm. and check it out and that'd be nice former mclevins fans well you know what i'm saying sure and so well let's talk about that so you know your your people will be glad to hear you see you talk about your that's thing. great so you went from metal yeah to when well, did when did you like you met the actual devil and you're like well that's it <laughs> you know what i mean like you're like i'm okay here i am or whatever <laughs> i smelled the brimstone yeah 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 and um no okay there's a huge gap because I went to the Academy of the Arts, um, and they kind of like jazzed the metal out of me. Because you had to choose to do a, like classical or or jazz. Sure. Um, for those that don't know how the school functioned at that time, it was half day academic and half day music. So you would spend the first part of the day at your home school or at the you know academic program at the academy, studying English class, science class, things like that. And then from you know one to four fifteen, you would study music, so like theory. Um, ensemble classes and stuff like that. That's actually the first time I met uh, the drummer of McLovin's. Oh, was way back then. We were playing like straight ahead. Oh wow. Um, and you're playing keys by this. Time. I was playing guitar. Oh I was playing really? Guitar. I was playing guitar. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Playing guitar. Oh. I, I, all the, I, I just did all these schools on guitar. Wow. I was a guitar player. I swear. I swear. <laughs> no, I, I believe it. No, this is. I'm glad to know because these are revelations. Well, kind of. Yeah. That's good. Can I move this? Is that going to about? Yeah, no, I'll leave it. You're all right. No, you're good. Okay. I'm just looking, making sure you're still in the frame. Uh, we're good. Yeah, but you got to stay in the frame. I'm in the frame, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're in the frame. In the frame, in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, all that. Um, yeah. That was cool. So, I mean, look, you, 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 you get to learn a ton of theory. Yeah. You have four years in high school to learn all the theory you need to know. Hmm. Right? You have four years of, like, playing with an ensemble four times a week. Really can't beat it for that age group, you know, right. and uh, with right. great, great, great teachers. Um, so, some not so great. Really? Um, mostly very good hmm. education. Um, you know, you get to, I went to the heart school. I didn't finish my degree, but you go there and, and you're learning in theory class, like something you learned in like sophomore year high school. Oh. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's like chord scales. Huh. You're like, yo, you don't say. Yes, Exactly. Huh. Exactly, bummer. So after so after that, I ran into two. I was in college, and I ran into two of the guys from McLevin's. Someone had left, and then I joined. Where did you go? Went to the Hart School. Oh, you just said that. Okay, try to keep up. Try yeah, to I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I'm still like, wait, he plays guitar. Like I still, I'm still there. We're getting there. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you was, meet the Mc. Tell me who the McLovin's were are. Yeah. Uh, were 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 definitely a hard word. There's there. a McLovin's poster. Did you see it? Really? Yeah. Yes. You'll, it, we'll, if it doesn't have me in it, I'm not interested. Well, I don't know your, what your <laughs> tenure was, but you'll see the. I'll show you. My tenure was was um, 
six years or so. Six, well, you'll tell years. me when you see the poster on the way out. You can tell me whether you were involved with that. Fine. Okay. Fine. So who who were they? Um, uh, Jason. Who? <laughs> a guy named Jason. Okay, cool. Um, a guy named Justin. Nice. A guy named Jake. Okay. Three J names. Three J's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two in the band from the very start. Why uh, don't you just call the band Three J's? Because that's a terrible band. Three J's and an A. Three J's and an A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I was actually playing guitar, but I was not nearly. I couldn't play with a backbeat at all. Really? Because I had been playing too like, much straight ahead. Too much straight ahead. Wow. So I couldn't play like with a good like rock backbeat. I sounded so terrible. Really? With that kind of sound and like I like you're too constricted. <laughs> what you want to play free? You're like I don't want. No, I mean now now I see the value. I mean, of course, I saw the value shortly when I realized I had to learn how to do it. But um, now I can, now I can play with a drummer quite well. After doing it for six years on you know touring, like you know, I can I can play sure. well with a drummer, like not like do fills and stuff with them, and it like sounds like we're doing the same thing. Sure. Um, but in the beginning, it was really rough. I like it took wow. such a. We had the two. There were two guitar players that joined. Two guitar players, Justin and myself. Wow. And Justin like went to the town. He like went deep in the shed and like learned every single part, note for note. And then I was like, I'll just like learn what, what, what was the repertoire. Did. It was all McLovin's tunes. Oh, okay. And then, you know, they had a little set list. And I like remember there were some songs on our first So they were already a band know. when you got involved? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, okay. they, they'd already had like their kind of viral moment. Oh, okay. You know, they're in Rolling okay. Stone and stuff. Oh, wow. Far out. Um, you know, and um, he learned all the tunes and I just kind of was just How'd like, you get that gig? They just were like. I got a call. And they were like, you want to join? Um because I'd already played with with Jake for a few years, four years, wow. right? And it told I used to make fun of the band and everything. I was like, "This is so dumb, dude. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to some Art Blakey, yeah, right, right or something right. like yeah, that yeah, instead yeah. of Fish, <laughs> yeah, right, it is you're right. listening to." So it was like a jam band kind of scenario. Definitely, I'm not okay. Definitely, it kind of became more of a commercial rock, okay, thing towards the end, and um. You know, there was a period where it was sort of more earthy, the band, Little Feet yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That was, I was really pleased with that. Um, and then once it kind of became the um, the more commercial sound, I kind of wasn't feeling it wow. as much. Okay. And, um, you know, things kind of fizzled out. Oh, wow. For the whole band or just you? For the whole band. Wow. Yeah. Huh. You can only take so much poverty. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. There's no bread out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you've done this for a long time. You've seen the yeah. the empty coffers. Yeah. No, I hear you. So I, I hear you. You could tour six months a year and, and, and not make anything. Right, right. You right, know? Right. And it's like you t- you can only do you know, I, c- I can only do so much of that and then I decided I couldn't do it anymore. Well, that was your time. I guess, right? I mean, <sighs> it was twenty eighteen? Yeah. A lifetime ago. Can't say you didn't do it. That's right. You know. Now I know that I'm not keeping up, but you weren't the guitar player in McLovin, were you? No, there was another guy. Um, like, when Jeff. do you play keys? I'm still waiting. <laughs> well. Because like, now I'm thinking, maybe you're not who I think you are. Maybe it could be someone completely different. Yeah, you're not that guy. I'm like, damn. Okay, well, I was playing guitar, and it just, it just I, uh, I don't know that I was contributing much. Because uh-huh. the other guy was just, like, so much more prepared and such, like, a better rock guy than me. Yeah. Because uh, I just had put rock away for years while I was studying, you know, sure. jazz music. 
Um, and he just had uh, just all of that better. I had the tone dialed in. I didn't have any pedals or anything. You know, and um, not that you need pedals to have a good tone or anything, but he just was so much more prepared than I was. Sure. And then I remember we opened for Max Creek. It was like maybe our sixth show. Okay. It was a Toad's Place. Sure. Cool gig. Yeah. I love Max Creek. Yeah. And I was, and I remember just hearing Mercier, just like, like the texture that that brought to the band. And I was like, this is oh. what's missing. Hey. This is what's missing. And I told hey. them all that. And they're like, you're just like excited about it. And I was like, no. And I literally switched instruments in the band. For a while, it was a little crossover, Whoa. so I had like keys and, and guitar in front of me, That's and funny. then it just became just keys. And I eventually started touring with like a full Hammond organ and Leslie. Whoa, it was a chop. Did you play keys ever before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I played. You just like I think I'm gonna just do this. I was like a good uh, self-taught keyboardist. Okay. Before then, all the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's just a matter of like focus. Matter of like just like getting more stuff together on the keys, um, and and just seeing where it fits in the band. And what did they say? They were just like, "You're going to just switch instruments." I mean, I think they're all just like, "Oh, whatever." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it it definitely like fills out a band to have like a keyboard, a guitar, a vocalist, and a drummer. Yeah, in my opinion, I think so. You know, we and we went the whole way. Like I said, I had a um, Joe Durso. You know Joe Durso? Yeah. He built me a Hammond organ. I, I, you know. And I toured with a Hammond organ. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. No. I used to carry that up four flights of stairs sometimes, yeah. you know, with the band. Yep. Um, like you say, it was a chop, but it was a still. Chop. But it ain't, it's, it ain't feather light, oh, even no, if it no. is a chop. It's oh, still. no, no. And it comes with all the problems of a piece of equipment from 1968, you know. Right. And um, it really needs work. It's at, that, that, that's, with, that's in Hartford right now. Wow. I live in New York now, but. Okay. I left that in Hartford with the Leslie. The Leslie's all jacked up too. Yeah, it really needed work. But of course, if you're in a touring band, you can't afford to fix your uh, your Hammond <laughs> Right. Um, Unless you're Matt Ziner, well, and you know how I've seen him fix his organs on the gig. I bet. You yeah. know, but he's first time I took the Leslie out. We didn't bring it in. The, no, we did bring it in the road case, but like the speaker fell in, <sighs> and there was this old toothless roadie. Yeah. Who was there? He used to tour with Uriah Heep. He's, oh wow! You know, he was talking about how they used to. Hey. The Leslie's were sold out. They weren't, didn't even mic them. But he just like <laughs> he was just like I used to tech for Uriah Heep. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, here's what you do. Uh, and he just like flipped it over and fixed it for me right there. Hey man, LZ 145. That's cool. No teeth, not Uri- one tooth. No, oh, Uriah Heep <laughs> punched them out. The first four <laughs> times he couldn't fix the Leslie. They, you That's know, and right. Then he finally, like learned the hard way. That's funny. Yeah, the old Uriah Heap flip it upside down, toothless move. That's it. Yeah. Yes, that's 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 in the playbook. That's cool. Yeah. And so you fit in. You figured out how to approach keyboards in that band. You just figured it out on the fly. Had to. Wow. Uh, Were they happy? Was it cool? Were they like, oh yeah? Oh sure. All right. Sure. I mean, I don't always know if, um, you know, I've. Not always happy with how the playing was. Yours? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I just like had some stuff I hadn't figured out yet at the keyboard that I yep. was kind of missing. Um, I don't think I really had a great idea of how to play like dynamically with a band. Okay. Like in terms of like staying in a register so you're not trampling on anybody. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, well. But it's, I mean, I learned a lot. I learned a whole lot. Um, I ended up getting pretty injured. From playing, really, but I'm out of injury now. Luckily, um, you know, you just yeah, 
Injured. Injured. Like your feelings or your <laughs> physical? My physical form. Wow. My physical my, form, my not physical. my astral form. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. Yeah, those injuries are they go right into the Akashic record for <laughs> for all for lifetimes. Great. Yeah. Um. Do you want to tell me about some of the injuries? Or sure. Yeah, I'm happy that? to because I'm out of injury now. Oh, and good. I have no issues whatsoever. Oh, good. Um, I, I should. Are these bad? I shouldn't joke. I don't want to joke about. Are you going to tell me a bad injury and I'm like being funny? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, we'll talk after. Because I don't know your story. Maybe you're like, you didn't hear? You know, no, I broke I th- my neck on that gig, and you're like thinking it's, you know, I didn't oh know. Oh, my I'm gosh. No, know. no broken necks for me. Okay. Right. Um, no, I got, okay, I got pretty injured um, from playing uh, just over the years, and I th- and basically starting last September, September 2020, or in 2023, yeah. So, ever twenty twenty two, I kind of like finally found something that helped. After years, I thought I was. I thought I was never. I thought I was like done playing. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Did I learned, not know that. and I did all kinds of stuff in the meantime. I learned how to speak Spanish. Oh. I speak Spanish fluently. Really? And I did it because I couldn't play. I would study Spanish like thirteen hours a day. Oh wow! Yeah, that's kind of cool. I know, and it's like, <laughs> it's like I needed that outlet. I would have gone crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned how to speak Spanish. I did the exact. You know what I mean? Um, which I'm super glad I did. Of course, yeah, that's great. That's one of the I skills. Can't sp- yeah, no, <laughs> it's a great skill. It's hard to. It's a, it was. It's tough. It's tough to 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 do. And I, I I I did it. I learned a lot. That's great. About you know, and it definitely affected how I practice music for sure. Really, but, um, definitely to just break it down to start over and study and learn sure. how to. Go at something. Just like how it, I, t- I learned a lot about it, like how I actually learn, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah. And it's that, that's been a very deep thing. Also learning a language is really deep ear training. It's like extremely deep ear training. Really? Sure. How so? Well, um, just like in order to understand what somebody is saying to you, you have to have understood like thousands of things. Yeah. Thousands yeah, yeah. and thousands. Yeah. Of that things. we take for granted. Sure. In our native language. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things. I, a thousand times a day, I say something that would be utter gibberish to someone learning English, that my mom or my wife or whatever is. Sure. It just goes, oh, uh huh, yep, right, right. And and, it, and, and to you anyone have to else, learn it sounds like, uh, and it so, just sounded like that. Yeah, you yeah. know. And yes, you do have to learn that for their language. And um, it's very deep. It's very deep ear training. I discovered a lot of also really wonderful music that you have to sort of. In order to have access to it to sort of understand the language, wow, because it's like um, you know, things that aren't in English don't have a very don't reach very very far, you know. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, huh. people who are someone who's a legend in Bolivia, you're never going to know where they are. Right, right. You know, um, hey, that's cool. I agree. So you discovered music, uh, other music too. Absolutely, so a whole journey. Absolutely, you know, wow. there's there's these guys that are like iconic in Argentina. And the music is beautiful, and it's like sophisticated. The lyrics are are good. Yeah, and um, you know, it's 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 fascinating stuff. And I no bet. one no one knows who they are. I bet no one knows who they are. It's super well, turn sad. me on. I will right I, now. I, I'm into it. The work of Louis Spinetta. Okay. They say Espineta. I will. I'll get into it. it. What's right? it like? Um, so I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna play anything, but I'm going to just look at it, something he's done. He's like, like, what do you call the style? Some of it is definitely like really eclectic rock. These guys loved the Beatles. Okay. You know. That's cool. Um he's he's a guy and the songs are always really interesting harmonically. 
even if it's like a pop song of his. He has an, uh, he has an album called um, Arto. <laughs> okay. It's a French poet, A-R-T-A-U-D. And that's like by an, a band called Pescado Rabioso, which is rabid fish. Oh, wow. But it's like a very eclectic kind of blues folk kind of thing. Oh, wow. Super, super deep. And then he, has, he also has some stuff that's really like fusion. Yeah, yeah. That I really enjoy. What does he play? plays guitar and he's a songwriter. He's a really, wow. really neat voice. I'll check that out. There's another guy named Charlie Garcia. It's more a little more dad rock of that part of the world, yeah. but his is his deeper catalog has like I would say prog fusion things of that sort. And he's wow. like he's got a um, he's a funny guy. He's got like a bicolor mustache, so it's all it's half of it's white. He's uh, like extremely, extremely famous there. <laughs> and we've never, never like, heard like of you him. could just be making this all I up. I could be making all this up. Yeah. There's a video. He went viral in a video because he was, there was a clip of him from the eighties playing what sounded kind of a Wolf Pecky yeah. thing. Yeah. And, um, that's actually the first way I heard of him. I saw that and looked in the comments and people were like, this is Charlie Garcia. And, um, there were, what I also didn't realize is there were these gibberish comments and it was people from Argentina translating Charlie Garcia lyrics into English. Right, right. Right, um, right. just to be uh, just to be kind of cryptic, <laughs> you know. Right, and, right. Um, yeah, this has nothing deep. to do with being injured at all. But no, I did no, discover no, no. this no, in the in the in the space of you know sure. trying to not um, be miserable all the time. You right. Know? Good luck with that. Thank you. Well, what's the secret? Uh, I, stay busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and does that always help? No, <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely, I discovered that language learning is something that I have a talent for, hey. and that I I'm definitely going to continue doing. Hey, that's cool. I agree. I never would have known that. What uh, what language is next? Um, or just I'm, I mean, I've been checking out I've been checking out Latin oh. pretty heavily for since like November. Wow. Be, um, to what end? Don't know. Right. But no, I mean it's just like it's like sort of like um. You know, as a musician, you know what it's like to go back and, and listen to something and be like, oh, this is where all that came from. Yeah, yeah, sure. Latin, bro. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I, <laughs> no, I can, I can dig that. I can imagine. And that. I'm trying to check out some French because you can get good materials for languages like that in French. Like the stuff that's in English isn't that great. Mm. But um, the majority, I'm not going to talk too much about this because it's very. Sure. But it's like, oh, um, yeah. it's just kind of boring. But it's like, um, the there's a lot of materials in Latin that are monolingual. So you learn the Latin in Latin. Okay. Something that I find fascinating. Say that again. Well, a lot of these materials for learning Latin are in Latin. Okay. So it starts in a very, very simple way and builds and builds and builds in okay. complexity, basically remaining comprehensible the entire time. So there's no, so in other words, no translation. That's like, right. Okay. That's right. Wow. And that's, you know, it's interesting. It's, that's, that's, yeah. Know, to me, that that way of learning is um, you're right in it, right? There's yeah, so yeah. much learning that we see as teachers, you and I, where it kind of keeps the student actually away from the thing, in my opinion, like like um, like maybe like a a, a book, like a yep. textbook that you might learn in Spanish class that you might yep. have, yep. right? Um, that can keep you pretty separated from the language, mm. but like like um, like students will do things they'll prepare to do something instead of doing the thing. Right, right, sure. You know what I mean, sure. and that's according kind of more what I mean. So, like, it, to me, engaging with the la with the language in the language is like you're already right there. Yeah, You've not yeah. prepared for anything. You are now in it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. This, see if this makes sense to you. This is just because we're talking about it. I, <laughs> nobody would. This is a conversation I would never have with anybody. But I can't speak Spanish or read Spanish or anything. But and I'm not educated beyond high school barely and occasionally i'll just try to read classics i'll just go well let me let me see what people are talking about and i got a 
I started to read Don Quixote years ago, mm-hmm. and I had like I think Penguin. I had whatever the tra- translation was. Sure. Not even really understanding that it's translated. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, reading it, hilarious. I'm like, this is there's so much humor. This is sure. the origin of so much humor, and I loved it. And I read it, you know, a couple of times, and I got Cliff Notes just to make sure. I'm like, this is great. I think I had like a Penguin classic, whatever, sure. and lost it. And then said, "Okay, I'm gonna. I'm ready to read again. I'll buy." It. And I bought a different translation, and I didn't even realize that it was that this was even. I just didn't think about it. And it, I'm like, "This isn't the same." And it wasn't as funny. Mm. It was really interesting. That and I was like, "And then I, I, I figured out what copy that I used to have. I bought it again, and I'm like, this is the one. God, God only knows. Just whoever, sure." <laughs> and then I and then I started thinking like you, I was like, I guess this is why people want to read it in the original, but you would sure. have to understand the full context. So exactly. I don't know what you're saying, but I can imagine because I still think that that whatever that original translation was hilarious, and the other ones were funny, but not as funny. Somehow, whoever translated it, sure. It, it makes you wonder, like, is there like an academic circle that was like that funny one is garbage? That, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> then you don't know. Yeah, you're you just, just don't like, know. <clears throat> you just don't know. Possibly. And of course, like reading like something like I don't know, like Cicero, totally unadulterated. Right. Get a migraine. Yeah. If you don't know every single Roman general and philosopher that he's that he's referencing, wow. that he kind of assumes you'll know because it was written for upper crust Romans. Right. Right. Th- of which yeah. we aren't. <laughs> right. 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 You would have to understand the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would never get anywhere near that, but um, but that was a first. I, I guess my point is that was the first time that I, in my ig- you know ignorance, was even aware that there was a translation. I just thought it's a book. It's in English. I'm just reading it. Sure. You know, and then later you're like, oh wait a minute, translated. That means you know, and then you realize that I guess, like you say, languages it doesn't directly correlate. Like this word means this in English means this in Spanish. It's like sure. You know, there's, Room for that interpretation. Certain words don't mean the same thing in Spanish as they do in the country 25 miles away. You know right. what I mean? How about that? Um, yeah. And yeah. that doesn't really happen to us as much, luckily. The, the, the difference between pop and soda isn't really like a... Right, right. No one gets into a fist fight over it, you know? <laughs> right. I would hope. No. Yeah, it's not like, what? <laughs> what is that you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Like, what did you say about my mom? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, crazy. Um... All right, so. I was injured because kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I was. I had. A, I had. A, I. But hands. Hands. Just from everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything. I tried to start a YouTube channel, and my I got my hands got hurt from the editing. Uh, tried to do dishes. <laughs> you sure, know, I mean, sure. it was anything would do it, and um, it turns out that it was not really the the pain. It was not really like anything structurally wrong. It was like the way I managed my stress around it that was causing the injury to 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 um wow. to persevere huh. in that way. And once I kind of got the stress part of it under control, I was completely out of injury. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, how long? It probably took you a while to figure that out. Uh, yeah, I tried everything, but then when right. I found out about it, it was one day for another. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Physical therapy. I tried the little weights. I wow. did stretches. So Guys, some- don't stretch. Don't go to physical therapy. Right. I'm telling you this right now. My opinion is a medical prof- No, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you this right now. Um, 
I think that we're probably usually more like afraid or stressed than actually hurt. Wow. And that, that was the, certainly was the case with me. Like once I figured out that it was probably like, for instance, there's the, the program that I, that I opted for kind of had me, um, just like examining these beliefs and like really testing them for integrity. So here's one way to do it. Okay. If you have a structural injury, it will hurt all the time. If your leg is broken in half, yeah. there is not a point where it will, you will not be in agony. Okay. It doesn't, like when you're using the computer, it doesn't hurt. No, it hurts all the time. Sure. Right? So how come I don't, if, I, if there's something structurally wrong with my arms, how come it only triggers at certain points when I'm stressed out? Huh. So once once I kind of learned the interface with like that stress and that anxiety and the, and, and the cycle of like pain that would come with it, totally went away. Literally one day for them. So it's not even a mechanical injury. Not at all. Wow. Not at all. It How was like you? maybe it once was, and then the synapses in my oh. mind fired so many times, and their cycle of like, oh, that's scary. More make, stress. Make this pain. Exactly. To, so, wow. And if I were a runner, it would have been in my legs, right? If I wow. were a professional typist, it would have been in my fingers, right? And so, anything that's gonna exactly limit your stop your. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. Really fascinating. There's How a book called you, The Way uh, Out by Alan Gordon. The Way Out. Okay. And um, this and that's is all that's happened. That's um, I found it on Reddit. Oh wow. Very luckily, I was on like a repetitive stress injury thing. Wow. And um, and this guy was like, I finally found something that worked, and that was it. It was basically that kind of thing. They call wow. it mind body syndrome or um, um, I forget the other one. TMS, ten, uh, tensomyositis syndrome. Maybe I, yeah, I, I could be saying that wrong. Um, and this has been around in some form or another since like maybe the late seventies. I can't remember. There was I've had friends that have back injuries, and there was a there was a book. There was a guy, John Sarno, I think probably. That's it. Yeah. Um, and he's a little bit. I don't like his books as much. He's a little bit more like um, has a, he has definitely has a bone to pick with the medical industry. The 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 book that I mentioned before, Alan Gordon, the way out. That book is like there's like studies and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. People go into the program with him with like debilitating pain and they leave with with like an 80 90 percent reduction yeah right right um you just mean that idea that it's i don't know what the word is i don't want to say psychosomatic i don't know what i'm that's talking about a fine word right but that sort of thing rather than it is maybe not actually a mechanical injury all pain is real right yeah yeah because people will say like are you saying my pain isn't real it's like well no all pain comes from the brain sure sure the brain isn't the the the, the pain doesn't come from the knee sure you know what i mean so like if 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 it's something with like how your brain is processing your stress and making it manifest in familiar places. So if you're a musician, sure. it's the spots where you're going to have pain and tension are in your wrists and sure. your arms. Sure. Um, Cause wow. obviously it's very stressful to tell yourself, I will never be able to do this again. That's like the worst thing you can tell yourself. Right. And then you're just, and then it gets even worse, but you learn Spanish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to unlearn it? Cause no. it was waste a waste. You're like, if I, what happens if you, what if you re read this book first? I whew, I don't think I would have been ready. Your life first would of all. have been crazy. Different. That's I agree, but I, w I wouldn't have been ready. I wouldn't have accepted that. I don't think. Hey, that's cool. Um, and you learned Spanish. I learned Spanish along the way, and I discovered. That, I mean, that's to me is equal in passion for me as music. I would say. Wow. Definitely. Hey, that's cool. I agree. Wow. And it's a it's, whole new it's, thing. It's deepened my relationship with music, and, and I've learned a lot about a lot about learning. Yeah. Right. Because you really like, you yeah. know, obviously we absorb our first one like that. Yeah. But the second one, just really getting it to a high level as an adult, it's like you learn so much. I about was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. You learn so much about that. I am um, very, very minor. Not, I, I'm not that talented, but when we were 
when lockdown, we're just like, okay, we're not going to go anywhere for a while. I decided that I was going to take up the mountain dulcimer because I'm not much of a guitar player. So you play that three string instrument. Yeah. And, and then the, I didn't, but I was like, oh man, if we're going to be locked up for two years, I'm going to shred on this thing. (laughs) And you know, and I, I kind of got somewhere, but I know the feeling where I was just so stressed out. I said, I got to have a goal. I got to learn something. I got to give myself something different that starts new that isn't triggering of like, oh, I'm going to play drums and it can remind me of all the gigs I don't have in exactly. the world. So let me start something new, get into a bunch of new stuff. and kind of, you know. What kind of tunes do you play on that thing? Um, easy ones. The, the, <laughs> the, the repertoire that you learn, it's Appalachian. So it's old, you know, amazing, great, like old spirituals. And then sure. you can kind of play uh, old timey. You can kind of get in the mandolin lane kind of. Cool. Play chords, but I like. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. But What's the ergonomics of it? You get a. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's on your lap, and you play it like this. Sure. And you know, strum in and out, and but I'm left-handed, so I'm playing it upside down, which is kind of right. bizarre. It's like three-stringed instrument, and the the melody string is a double, like a twelve-string, a unison string. Sure. And you're supposed to play the melody there while you make kind of shapes to to do the chord changes but i'm playing backwards so my technique is bizarre because i'm <laughs> trying to play the melody string at an angle so i would have said you know before i would but i'm said, not good so i would have said matter. don't get injured but now i know that it's actually so much harder to give yourself a permanent injury than musicians think i i believe that hey man i believe that because like there's like i was saying like this idea of breaking down your own ideas about how an injury manifests yeah because like what about guys that practice for 15 hours a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you so far outside of the normal that, that, that five minutes of playing keyboards could hurt you? Or is it realistic that 30 seconds of typing could give me symptoms? And the answer is no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer is no. It just, yeah. There's no structural injury that can be caused by that in such a short amount of time. Wow. And it's like once you kind of teach yourself that and not get stressed out, it goes away. Wow. Yeah. Far out. I agree. All right. Well, hey. I don't want to run out of time. Um, we're getting close. I don't feel like we talked enough about uh, <laughs> this is all much more interesting than and then you did this and then you did that. So I'm glad. I just is there any do you want to just fill in or do you just want to leave it as is? Feels good. I mean, like I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was kind of I hoping it, to come on here today and talk about injury injury prevention. Good. Because now every time that I see somebody with a wristband on, I used to sleep with the wristbands. Yeah, you just sm- you just grab their I arm rip and it off. rip that thing right off. Well, I tell them, I tell them, hey, you got something to write on and write this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if, if, if it can help, I mean, this is, hey, man. this is for, to me, it's kind of the vanguard of pain management. And also, like anything in life that helps you manage stress better, like how could that be bad? Sure, you know, it just, it just, like, it just, it helps everything. Because you know, something else I learned is like, never, never do negative self talk, ever, ever, ever. Really? Yes, because it's just like there's no reason. It comes from conditioning. Oh. It comes from all the stuff that that, yeah. and that we just it, there's never a be- there's never been a benefit to it. And it's like, I would be like, oh, I'll never play again. I'll never do this or that. I'll always be worse than so-and-so, a virtuoso musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I practice better now. I'll tell you why. I don't waste time. Wow. You know? Hey. Um, wow. It made a big. It all made a big difference. So it was a big, big, big mountain to go over. That's crazy. It's like 10 years of, like, of injury. Wow. Yeah. I'm playing better than ever. Wow. Wow. It's like half. I don't want to be like, you know. <laughs> foo-foo or whatever but you're like 
good thing. Good, yeah. That you got injured in a way. I know you're right. Think of like how different the path was because of that. If you never got injured, it just makes you search for different things. And I search for certain things about the guitar that I learned, and now that 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 like made a bigger difference for me in a month than than ten years of practicing had. Little technical things that like if I hadn't felt limited, I wouldn't have pushed up against that wall and looked for another way. Say that again. Which one? Just that what you just said. I'm trying to understand. Like if I hadn't been injured, I wouldn't like have pushed up against like this technical problem I was having, looked for a solution in the way that I looked for it, found right. the solution. Right. You know, and then came out of it. Um, it sort of feels like I have, I, this, I mean, odd to say, but like the red pill. Yeah. Like with, with especially with an injury, you hear musicians talking about this. They're doing stretches and all this crazy stuff. And it's like we are neurotic. Yeah. As musicians, we are exacting. Yeah. And we compare ourselves to others, and we and and it's a stressful lifestyle. Yeah, like look at that. Yeah, yeah. And sure. I th- and then it's like you will play better and be happier. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? Tell us what we should read, what we should understand to get started on what you're talking about. Sure. I think that getting a copy of Alan Gordon's book. I mean, it seems like I'm getting paid by him. I'm not. Well, no, no. I, I'll check it out. That's a beautiful book. Um, it's written with humor and empathy. And um, it doesn't have this like anti-medical establishment screed thing sure, in it that sure, the sure. that the John Sarner books have. Sure. Um, there's another book. There's a great podcast. It was like Drummer World. Okay. I forget where the guy was interviewing um, another a doctor named Howard Schubiner. Okay. Who's been big in this world for a long time. He studied with with John Sarno. And then um, there's a website called the TMS Wiki. Okay. So some of this, what this involves is kind of doing some personal work like in terms of like um, journaling, thinking about things that are stressful and yeah. it can be a little bit unpleasant. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like sort of like learning to integrate that and not get stressed out. And um, and so I would rec- I probably the two things would be the, the TMS wiki. OK, um, that's pretty easy to find. And then the, the John Sarno book, not the John, well, nope, nope. Other guy, Alan Gordon, The Way Out. Okay. That's a fantastic Alan book. Gordon. The Alan way Gordon. Out. And that's uh, deep. And then also some Spinetta, Charlie Garcia, you know, different different Latin American rock artists. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll <laughs> get on it. We'll get on it. I'll get on it. Um, okay. Real quick wrap up questions. Well, right. what are you doing now? Quickly. You moved to New York. You're no longer here. I joined a wedding band. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. It's good. I mean, yeah, you know this guy, his name's Gintis, New York guy. He's like your age. So he's old, is what you're saying. <laughs> Not okay. I know you're not old. No, no. Uh, I'm doing that. I'm in Connecticut teaching at a jam camp. I work with kids oh, all day long. Yeah, uh, over yeah. the downright yeah uh, area. A lot of fun. Yeah. Really enjoyable age group. Yeah, um, it, it's a lot of work, but it's I really I really like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of what's up. I'm studying. Cool. And I'm, I'm just keeping studying. Studying is something I really enjoy, and it's uh, it's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Gotta keep gotta keep learning. Indeed. Indeed. Desert Island albums, a few. Okay. I'm ready. I'm going to say there's an album uh, by a group called Almendra. Okay. They're from, it's actually another project of Luis Spinetta. Okay. That's a beautiful record. And it's got some really just inventive um, rock. Kind of just shows you they really cared a lot. There's a song song at the end called Laura Va, which means Laura Goes. And it's kind of like. It's just like a beautiful string arrangement. All there's like a bandoleon in it. Gorgeous. I don't know who did it, but it, the, the arrangement, but it's amazing. All right. Um, I would say that. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Wow. Um, let's see. There's an album by Knower called Life. Okay. That I've just don't worn out. Um, and there's an album by a guy named um, Dan Gellert called Waiting on the Break of Day. Love it. Never heard of any of them. That's Perfect. okay. He's, he's like a 
of funk funky banjo fiddle player i love wow. anyway that's probably love story. it no I'm, I'm i'm down that sounds that sounds great i like when i don't know anything <laughs> no because it's just okay it's cool. a good place to be i, I oh, think oh definitely it's definitely. underrated i'm ready i'm totally into it um desert island food pizza yeah okay that's easy enough um can you tell me one show that you saw that you attended that changed your trajectory Ooh, sure um when i was in high school i was really into indian music and i went to this uh concert at ccsu it was like 13 hours long oh, wow. these great 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 players wow. um really like heavy have like sitar sarod yeah, yeah. Vo- indian vocal stuff um it's pretty crazy i was there all all day and all night wow. uh, i was probably like 14 but um I, I met a lady that was going to be teaching that was a sitar teacher. Yeah. yeah. She kinda like happened upon us and I ended up like staying in her house and like learning the sitar. Hey. Listening to her and her her son was a tabla player. Wow. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Bad meaning good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She would play she would play the sitar and like her 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 two dogs would just be like in ecstasy. Really? It was really she was crazy. She was I mean it wasn't she wasn't crazy, but she would yeah. like when we got there, me and my mom, um, we were, she was this lady was just like praying like five hours. And we had to like get her. We had to be like, hey, like we're yeah, hungry. Right, right. right. And she just been <laughs> praying like at this shrine for like five hours in her wow. house. Very really deep lady, and she would say like, oh, I can control the weather with with my music and stuff, you know. Wow. And um, had some pretty wild experiences just like seeing her do her thing. Um, and so I would say that's probably a show that had a, a large effect. That's cool. Yeah, that'll do it. Right. I guess those are my questions. Pretty much. Yeah, right? Right? Right. All right. So um thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I, I you know, like I say, you're you're my my problem is I don't write down my list. I did write down a list. I do have a list somewhere and you were on it at some point. <laughs> and then I kind of forget because I get overwhelmed or busy and I forget. And then you surfaced and I was like, Boom, that's right. And that's usually how it happens. You I scoop like me up. I well I like it that way. I like it that way. So you do know. it. And I like this because it seems like this has been lately. I don't mind having people that I know the answers, but I don't know the answers. So I don't have to act interested. I'm actually interested because I don't know. I don't know the answers. There you go. So that's kind of cool. So I appreciate that. Of course. It kind of works out. Thanks for having me here and letting me talk about myself so much. (laughs) Hey, well, what are you going to... I mean, you're the guest, of course. That's true. That's why why we're here. Sure. And your people will, will be glad to hear it, to hear you talk. I didn't say anything that crazy, so yeah, I don't think. Well, it's not, you know, you have almost a minute. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Hey. Uh, some real fringe opinions incoming. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, All right. Atticus Kelly, thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. It was kind of fun hanging out. I don't think we ever hung out this long no, I don't think in so one either. shot, which is good. We like it, too. John Peckman Podcast, Connected Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, go through one satellites, start looking left, pull a Yui, park in front of the store, red neon sign, my rap's getting longer. Dave will tell you how to have your own podcast here in our beautiful studio. Like, subscribe, thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks, John. That is all.